millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey now. Hey now. And welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favourite childhood movies. I'm Emily Sanford. And I'm Barney Lee. And whether it's iconic lines, musical moments, or just questionable outfit choices, the films we'll be talking about on our show are unique in their own way. And this week, we'll be discussing Chicken Run. Warning, this episode contains nostalgia and big love for shuttlecocks. Oh, madame, this makes you look like a vision, like a dream. Like a duck. (laughs) To be fair, Ginger looked really good in that hat. I mean, come on, Vogue Bridal magazine? (laughs) Seriously. They wish. Yeah. (laughs) Although Ginger wearing white, I don't think. I've seen her giving eyes to Mac. (laughs) Wait, wouldn't Mac be giving eyes to Ginger? She's got four of them. (laughs) (laughs) She's got enough to go around. You're right, you're right. No, Chicken Run is so funny because it's one of those films that you don't realise is as quotable as it actually is. So I had the best time re-watching this. Oh, same. And Nick and Fetcher, the two rats. <laughs> I've got a lot to say about those two little fellas. Well, if anyone isn't so familiar with this film, the plot centres on a group of chickens who see a rooster named Rocky as their only hope to escape the farm when their owners prepare to turn them into chicken meat pies. Oh, this film could turn me vegetarian, I think. Yeah. I did the stupid thing and Googled the life expectancy of a chicken before we recorded this. Oh no. And I don't want to shock you guys, but chickens can live five to 10 years. (gasps) Considering a dog can, you know, live for 15. Yeah, that's quite long. I know, we're just putting them in these battery farms and then killing them and making tasty fajitas (laughs) (laughs) i'm never gonna be able to eat a fajita without thinking of this now you bite into your taco and a bead falls (laughs) (laughs) well this film was released on the 23rd of june in the year 2000 so Mm. it's just celebrated its 20 year anniversary are we picking films that (laughs) have these 20 year anniversaries we do it completely by accident and it's actually really annoying because it's making me feel really old like i'm gonna have to go to babs and ask her how to knit because it's about time you know time's ticked on yeah i'm a bit older than i was when i first watched the film for the first time yeah no you're you're right on time for that the film was directed by peter lord and nick park so peter produced Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, as well as Flushed Away, 
Arthur Christmas and Shaun the Sheep. Basically anything Aardman. Oh, I love stop motion animation. I do too, because I think it's like a real skill. Oh, yeah. But I will say something about Aardman. Oh my God, it annoys me so much. Why? I don't, I think it's just, it's just Wallace and Gromit. I never, never got on with it. I blame Wallace and Gromit for making me think the moon was made of cheese. (laughs) And I'm annoyed it's not. Because then I understand why Jeff Bezos and etc. wanted to go to space. <laughs> Nick Park also directed uh, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit and he produced Sean the Sheep as well. So this is kind of like an Aardman power couple. Yo, yeah, 100%. They're running it. Um, the budget for this film was $45 million. Do you know how much plasticine you can buy with $45 million? Wow. Play-Doh were in business. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. They had a great, great year. And the box office gross was $225 million, So they more than made their money back. It was an insanely popular film. So did you know the original script featured an additional character? who was Ginger's little brother called Nobby. (laughs) Yes, I read this. Unfortunate name. Maybe that was why it's... Well, actually, DreamWorks suggested that Nobby was left out in order to make the film less cute. And boy, this film gets dark. And we'll talk about that in Can We Discuss. We needed a bit of cuteness, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. More Babs, more Babs. So obviously we'll talk about the Chicken Run sequel in Can We Discuss? Um, But shall we go on to the character profiles? Yes, we should. So first off, we have Ginger, played by Julia Sawala. You probably know Julia from her role as Safi in Absolutely Fabulous. That's the daughter of Adina. Um, She was also in Jonathan Creek as well, which my parents used to watch back in the day. Oh, and this is a bit like English exclusive, but did not realise she was Nadia Sawala's daughter. Daughter? Sister. Sister. Yeah. Sister. Love loose women. Right. I mean, when you're freelance, sometimes you can enjoy loose women. <laughs> That's the stuff you nine to fivers miss out on. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Yeah. We also have Mel Gibson playing Rocky. He was in What Women Want, which I don't know how many people have seen that, but I really loved that film growing up. Right. He gets like electrocuted and he can suddenly hear what all the women around him are thinking. And it's kind of like he's got that kind of insider knowledge, um, which is a really fun one. Also, he was the voice of John Smith in Pocahontas. <gasps> Didn't know that. That is a great fact. Yeah. Not my favourite character in Pocahontas, but fine. Well, no. It's the raccoon, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Not the white man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I heard that the other characters who almost got the role off Rocky was mm. Eddie Murphy, David Arquette. Um, and Ethan Hawke. Really? Yeah. And also we just spoke about Ginger, but that was almost voiced by Drew Barrymore, Winona Ryder and Linda Cardellini. I love Linda Cardellini. The like, OG Velma and Scooby-Doo. Oh, right. We love her. We've also got Imelda Staunton playing Bunty. You probably know her as Dolores Umbridge in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And she's also in The Crown and Paddington as well. She's an amazing actress. She is, although she loves to play the characters that we hate. So <laughs> she does that really well. But she gets money for it. So go you. <laughs> and finally, we have Timothy Spall as Nick the Rat. And he obviously loved playing a rat so much, he played one again. He was Peter Pettigrew in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban as well. So I don't want to say typecast, but... What else are you in? I have a phobia of rats, so I don't really like him, if I'm honest. Excuse me a little bit. All right. Great, great actor. Okay, so shall we go on to best supporting character? Let's do it. Chuck's away. 
I really want a Toblerone now. So here we are, best supporting character. What are we thinking? So, you know, earlier you were saying that Ginger's little brother, Nobby, was almost in the film. Yes. (laughs) Well, there was apparently also going to be three other chickens, like main chickens in it, that kind of got cut from production. Oh. There was one that was going to be called Sage. There was one that was going to be called Onion. (laughs) And there was one that was going to be called Paxo. (laughs) All the lovely ingredients of a delicious roast dinner. Do you think they knew why they were called what they were called? Probably not. <laughs> I was thinking like, why is Babs called Babs? Kebabs? <gasps> oh my God. Oh, that's just sad. <laughs> I love a Sivlaki. <laughs> Stop! Sorry! Fast fajitas, now there's... Oh my goodness. I mean, a character I do like is Mac. Can I confess something? Yeah. I always thought Mac was a guy. Oh. She's got the mask energy. She does have mask energy, quite a coarse voice as well, but she's such a good character. And what I did like was that apparently in early development, her name was actually supposed to be short for McNugget. Oh no. (laughs) Enjoy your McDonald's later, guys. Never look at it again. Why is there glasses in my Happy Meal? Bless her. But I think when you think of Mac, you think of the word thrust. And then Rocky's like... What? Is she speaking English? Another character who I think, I mean, he's probably not your favourite. It's Fowler. He's just a bit grumpy. Yeah. The way he talks, I absolutely love. What, 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 what? He's from the RAF and he's been in a, what, the chicken force for however many years. <laughs> Am I Fowler? <laughs> Honestly, if they need you for the sequel, you are ready. Um, <laughs> get me in a plane, pay me in Toblerone. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to the turnip that looks like a chicken that Mac uses when she's demonstrating the catapult prototype. (laughs) Yes. And it flies across the hut and smashes into the wall and kind of splatters. And just for one brief moment, that turnip was a hero. (laughs) Also, I feel like that turnip would be friends with the chicken teapot cozy that they put in the bed when Mr. Tweedy's kind of like checking up on them. (laughs) And there's someone like underneath it going, (laughs) (laughs) do you think Babs knitted that teapot cozy? Oh, a hundred percent. She could do anything. That's the reason she didn't lay as many eggs. She's just too busy knitting. I do love that. Just that whole story plot of like Mr. Tweedy thinking he's going absolutely insane because he's like, they're literally plotting something. <laughs> yes. At one point, oh my gosh, there's such a great scene. He's watching them doing one arm push ups and he's like, Mrs. Tweedy, look. And they look and the chickens are just like pecking the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Mr. Tweedy, actually, I would put as a contender for best supporting character. I do feel sorry for him. And this is another thing we can talk about and can we discuss? I think his partner is a bit abusive. A little bit, a little bit. Speaking of his partner, I also think a contender for best supporting character is the model Mrs. Tweedy that the chickens build to help them escape. They've kind of got this big puppet. (laughs) And at one point, the dress gets snagged on the the fence and the dress comes off and it's just all chickens piled up. And they're like, (laughs) The dogs were like, what the f***? What the what? Right, before we award Best Supporting Character, we do need to give a shout out to Nick and Fetcher. The two little, oh, they're a bit wheeler dealers, aren't they? They remind me a bit of like Only Fools and Horses kind of um, 
cockney characters don't they they're a bit thrifty and a bit cheeky yeah they are what you'd expect from a rat i think it's funny that obviously nick parks who directed the film he didn't really want one of the rats to be called nick because obviously he's called nick right but the reason the rat is called nick is because obviously in cockney slang if you nick something you're stealing something. Of course. Yeah, so it just makes a bit of sense. Doesn't oh, it? I like they're that. nicking and they're fetching. Yeah I, yeah, I like it. But there is no question that best supporting character has to be awarded to the love of our lives, Babs. Babs! She's so cute and just serves the most innocent, naive little lines. Yeah. And she literally creases me. Do you know who she would get on with really well? Who? Tom Daly. Oh. <gasps> Oh my god. Those two are Babs Times Tom Daly Cardigan. I would snap that up so quickly. Okay, so now we're going to go on to a most iconic outfit. Now, obviously, this is going to be a short category because, let's be honest, the chickens are naked. Naked. They love an accessory, though. Yeah. We need to give a shout out to Ginger's little green beanie that she insists on wearing. It's like that kid at college who would always wear the same hat every day. You're like, what is under that hat? What are you hiding? Secrets. Secrets. In the smoking area. <laughs> it's very Brick Lane, I think. Um, and she's got that little blue polka dot scarf. Yeah, it's it's super cute. And Rocky too. Like he's got a nice little... Like a neckerchief. And yeah, very scouts. Yes. I love Babs's beaded necklace that she wears. Yeah. Very, very cute. Did you know that these accessories were intentionally placed to disguise the seam between the puppet's plasticine head and their silicone oh, body really um because the bodies it would have taken too long for the bodies to be made out of plasticine as well yeah so they made them out of plastic and would just cover up the gap with uh. something so every chicken has got something interesting so max she's wearing like the tartan scarf yeah and she's got those like big goggle glasses as well doesn't she yeah which just look like where's where's she getting glasses you know yeah Do chickens wear glasses do you know what was one thing my mama always used to say to me when I was young? She was like, carrots are really good for your eyesight. And I'd be like, how do you know? Kind of thing. Yeah. She was like, well, have you ever seen a rabbit wearing glasses? And I was like, oh my God. Oh my. <laughs> Fair enough. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Which I think is really, <laughs> which is a really cute and funny way of like making kids eat carrots. Um <laughs> But yeah, and I was actually going to say that the tartan that Mac does wear mm. is part of the MacLeod clan. So obviously in Scotland, you'll, you'll wear your tartan based on what clan you're from. Yeah. So if you're from the MacLeod family, you're related to a Mac. chicken. A chicken. Congratulations. <laughs> in the beginning scene, we are blessed with seeing Mrs. Tweedy's pajamas, uh, where she she opens the door to find out what all the ruckus is about yeah she's wearing these pink pajamas with like a pink dressing gown and the camera pans up she's even wearing like a satin kind of like shower cap yeah to like hold in her rollers or something right and you know what i was pleasantly surprised that mrs tweedy was wearing pink you know she's such she's like a stern lady so it was nice to see her in something a bit different even if she is satan himself yeah apparently <laughs> she's called militia is mrs tweedy's real name and um that's obviously supposed to be because she's quite malicious oh clever yeah. thank you imdb for that one <laughs> 
But most iconic outfit, I think we're in agreement, has to be towards the end of the film where they're building the ship to fly off in. And Fowler turns up in these, I'm going to describe them as like harem pants, because (laughs) within them, he has concealed like a million screws and nuts and bolts. And he just kind of like, almost like pulls a toggle and they all fall out from the bottom it's such a moment and you know what he's really pulling them off yeah i mean he definitely wears the trousers in that coop <laughs> i'd like to see bunty try and put them on <laughs> couldn't get one leg <laughs> hey now hey now has something very exciting to announce we've released a gift card and gift wrap collaboration with the incredible British illustrator, Zoe Spry. Shut up! Excuse me? No, our Princess Diaries card with Mia. It says, it's your birthday? Shut up! I love this so much. (laughs) (laughs) So if you stand some nostalgic gift cards and gift wrap and want to support the Zoe Spry and Hey Now Hey Now collaboration, head to zoespry.com. You will not regret it. I want this Meredith card for my birthday in October, please. Being young and beautiful is not a crime, you know. Ugh, a bit vain. That's also on the card. We designed these. How could you forget? (laughs) Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So next up, we have best musical moment. And for an Aardman film, there isn't actually a ton of music that can be considered... (laughs) for best musical moment so i think this is going to be a short category yeah it's just kind of music scores isn't it yeah like track name no it's good music don't get me wrong yeah 100 percent. my mind automatically goes to kind of like that great escape whistling yes kind of like that i can whistle (laughs) you know yeah Yeah, it's cute yes there's so many scenes in chicken run that imitate scenes from the great escape as well so like when ginger is kind of rolling on her front underground on the tracks and when she was in solitary confinement as well so it's nice that they kind of put a nice bow on it and had the great escape music as well there's some other whistling music that plays while rocky is leading the chickens in that like aerobics class so like rocky will do an action and then all the chickens will follow and there's an amazing bit where rocky moves but he winces because of his broken wing um (laughs) but the chickens follow the same action because they think that he's telling them what to do yeah, and they're like, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> and there's also that scene, obviously, when Rocky has escaped. So he's dug himself out. Yes. Couldn't he have done that for everyone else? I know, right? Or the, I guess the hole is small enough for one. It's, it's a bit inconspicuous. Okay, true. But still, push back the mud after everyone's out. Yeah, I thought the same thing when he managed to fling himself over to get Ginger from the pie machine as well. Mm. Eh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's that musical moment where obviously he's escaped. He's like, on his tricycle yeah with the radio on the back um that nick and fetch have stolen and he's singing that song that's like i'm the kind of guy who likes to roam around (laughs) could you imagine just like you know going on your your morning walk and you pass a rooster that is cycling past i think i just like i just stand in disbelief and be like good for him yeah do you know what 2020 to 2021 so many things have happened in this world i'd believe it yeah if aliens fell down from the sky tomorrow like of course they have yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) now you mentioned the radio that nick and fetcher stole and i think that kind of ties in nicely with our best musical moment which is when rocky puts on a bit of a dance for all of the chickens in one of the huts yes they've got christmas tree lights in like multicolor yeah like the disco ball yeah and they're just it's kind of like a distraction method because it's all a bit grim for them they're not seeing any any sign of escaping so i think rocky's just trying to boost their spirit so he puts on the radio and finds a jazz (laughs) channel and there's that amazing song flip flap fly I don't care if I die. And it's like, again, dark <laughs> undertones, but jazzy beats. So. Yeah. <laughs> Death, but make it jazzy. <laughs> okay, so now we're going on to best quotes. I think most of my quotes are probably going to come from Nick and Fetcher, but I think you're going to be fine with that. Yes, absolutely. Can I start with one from Bunty? Yes. Which is a bit of a rogue one because we obviously hate Bunty. <laughs> so there's a couple lines from her that kind of redeemed her a little bit for me. It was, um, we mustn't panic. We mustn't panic. Ah! <laughs> <And> everyone's <laughs> screaming. <laughs> 
And also, when they're flying away, Fowler shouts out, Increase velocity. And Babs goes, What does that mean? And Bunty goes, It means head all your flippin' giblets out. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> that Yorkshire accent. <laughs> There's another bit where Ginger's like, Ladies, please, let's not lose our heads. And then Bunty's like, Lose our heads? <laughs> <laughs> Another character we hate is obviously Mrs. Tweedy, but there is that dialogue between her and Mr. Tweedy when they're talking about the pie machine that they're going to get. Because she wants to be rich, you know? All his father's 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 have been um, egg farmers. So now she's like, we want that pie money. Yeah, Um, sweet, sweet pie money. Yeah. So Mr. Tweedy's kind of like, what is that? And she tells him like, it's a pie machine, you idiot. Chickens go in, pies come out. Um, and then he's like, oh, what kind of pies? And then she's like, apple. <laughs> oh, my favourite. Chicken pies, you great lummox. <laughs> Imagine in less than a fortnight, every grocer in the county will be stocked with a box upon box of Mrs. Tweedy's homemade chicken pies. <laughs> Just misses. It's a woman's touch. <laughs> Makes the public feel more comfortable. Like, oh, honey, those crazy eyes are not going to make me feel comfortable. Absolutely not. I'm walking straight past that in Sainsbury's. <laughs> As you mentioned, Nick and Fetcher have a ton of amazing dialogue. I love just the simplest ones like, it's from Evan. No, from a bum. <laughs> <laughs> that one that really gets me is flipping hell. Look at this, Fetch. They're going to kill themselves. Wanna watch? Yeah, all right. <laughs> when they're like practicing to fly, and then one of them thinks they're flying, but she's just on the top of this mountain of chickens. Yeah, and they fill up like set up deck chairs just to sit back and watch it happen. I mean, fair, fair play. There's also that quote where Ginger's like, "We can't give you our eggs; they're too valuable." And Nick's like, "And so are we. After you, fetcher. After our what? Move." <laughs> I love when they um, they say. Roosters don't lay eggs, do they? Don't they? Nah, it's a lady thing, apparently. Ask your mum. (laughs) (laughs) Or when Rocky's like, Guys, you are without a doubt the sneakiest, most light-fingered, thieving parasites I've ever met. Oh, don't, don't, stop it. I've gone bright red. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, my favourite Nick and Fetcher one, I think, is at the end when they're getting ready to take off. And um, they say, In the likely event of an emergency... Put your head between your knees and kiss your bum goodbye. <laughs> they love bum. They do. <laughs> I bet you Fetcher and Nick have got their eye on Babs. She's got... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah. My. She thinks it's because of her eggs, but really it's because of her chicken bum. Okay. So now we need to talk about our best supporting character, Babs. Ah, uh, Babs. Yes. And honestly, anything she says is comedy gold yeah at this point we don't know if babs is short for barbara or kebab <laughs> i kind of like kebab yes yeah, <laughs> to be honest yeah i mean the very first line she has in the film is incredible morning ginger back from holiday i wasn't on holiday babs i was in solitary confinement oh it's nice to get a bit of time to yourself isn't it <laughs> Like, she has no concept of this death thing, does she? No. Because there's that bit where she's had, like, a near-death experience and she's kind of fainted. Because they all expected that 
Babs was going to be taken because she hadn't mm. laid any eggs. Yeah. You know, that moment is like, oh, don't kill Kebab. Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, my life flashed before my eyes. It was really boring. <laughs> oh, bless her. Aww. She's so cute. She is so good. There's also that scene where Ginger holds up the um, the poster of Rocky to everyone. And she's like, this is our way out of here. We'll make posters. No, what's on the poster, Babs? What's on the poster? <laughs> we'll make posters. <laughs> we'll be graphic designers. <laughs> oh, pass me a tablet. <laughs> you got one of them iPads with a pen. <laughs> oh, my God. There's also that scene right towards the end where Ginger's like, this is it, everyone. We're escaping. And then Matt goes, but Ginger, she's not ready. <laughs> Sorry, Scotland. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> and Ginger goes, oh my God, I'm so hot. Ginger goes, listen, <laughs> we'll either die free chickens or we'll die trying. And everyone cheers. And Babs goes, are those the only choices? <laughs> I've actually got one more here and oh, yeah. it's on the same theme. Ginger goes to Babs. So laying eggs all your life and then getting plucked, stuffed and roasted is good enough for you, is it? It's a living. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to award best quotes to the best thing I think I've ever heard. Um, Emily, will you do the honours? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. <laughs> Don't worry, Babs, you won't be. Although, I'm sorry, who doesn't like gravy? I know, are you joking? Maybe because gravy doesn't go with kebabs. But what goes with a kebab? She's more of a satsiki kind of girl. Yes. <laughs> I like satsiki. <laughs> goes with the chips and the salad that goes in my pizza. Okay, so now we're going to do our favourite part of the podcast, which is Can We Discuss? And I think the first thing that we should rightly discuss is what came first, the chicken or the egg? This is too philosophical for this early in the morning. And the reason I'm saying this is because there was like that little dialogue between Nick and Fetcher at the end of the film. Yeah. You know, when they finally made it to the nice little chicken sanctuary. It said bird sanctuary, but they've crossed it out <laughs> and written chicken, C-H-I-K-I-N, which... <laughs> Which I love. And yeah, Nick and Fetcher are on their like deck chairs, aren't they? Yes. And they're having a little chat. Are they drinking cocktails? Probably. Probably. Rat cocktails. Ooh. What is that? Like a Switch. thimble of puddle. <laughs> Ooh, on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Literally um, rocks in there. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're like, here's a thought. Why don't we get an egg and start our own chicken farm? That way we'd have all the eggs we could eat. And Fetcher goes, right, we'll need a chicken then. No, no, we'll need an egg. You have to get the egg first. That's where you get the chicken from. No, that's cobblers. If you don't have a chicken, where are you going to get the egg? From the chicken that comes from the egg. Yeah, but you have to get an egg to have a chicken. Yeah, but you've got to get the chicken first to get the egg. And then you get the egg to get the chicken out of... Hang on, let's go over this again. (laughs) It's confusing. It's true. So I would say that the egg came first. I'm actually going to agree with you. Yeah. And my reasoning for that is because chickens are descendants from dinosaurs. Mm. So I think a dinosaur laid an egg which became a chicken. Right. 
out of some sort of genetic thing. Yeah, some mutation. Yeah, or over time, this little dinosaur just turned into a chicken somehow. But it would have always had to have started from an egg. Does that mean that dinosaurs had feathers at one point? Or some dinosaurs had feathers? Am I Charles Darwin? (laughs) (laughs) You've got the beard. (laughs) How do you like your eggs in the morning? I love mine fried. Sunny side up. Yes. So here's my thing with fried eggs. The consistency has to be just right because you don't want the yolk to be cooked through and it's just like a little orange disc, like crumbly. I've got this real phobia of eggs that are a certain texture, Mm -hmm. like hard boiled eggs. Like I would cry. If you put me in a room with a hard boiled egg, I'd probably cry. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And like a scotch egg. Oh, oh, how do we make a hard boiled egg worse? Rub it with like sausage sausage meat and like crumbs. crumbs. Ew. Do you know what? The best way to make... If you're going to boil an egg, okay? And I, I know this gives you the fear. Mm. But if you like a fried egg, mm-hmm. I could cook it in the cons- consistency where it wouldn't be boiled in the middle. Like you'd never get that school dinner's egg where it kind of goes grey. Ew. Ew. Grim. Stop. Basically, the best boiled egg you mm. will ever have is if you cook it for approximately six minutes. No more, no less. And the inside of the egg will be that really runny, like lovely yolk that you would get, obviously, when you do a fried egg yeah. or whatever. Um, and then the outside is just like, well, the egg that you'd have around the fried bit. Right. It's honestly perfect. And, and that's better than poached egg, I think, as well. Yeah, poached egg's a bit of a weird one. I also don't like when the egg white is undercooked and it's a bit like snotty. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that consistency. <laughs> yeah. So I could do a fried egg that's like cooked right. But you can't go wrong with scrambled as well. I think that's kind of it for me in terms of eggs. Anything else I'm not interested in. But I thought you were partial to an egg slut in LA. Egg sluts, yes, but that's like scrambled. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, here's something I want to discuss about the film. It is so dark. And there's a scene near the beginning where Edwina, who turns out hasn't laid any eggs all week, gets taken. And... I want to know why she didn't tell anyone. Did Edwina want to die? Because she just kind of like is very chill about the whole thing. Maybe. Which is so dark if you think about it. I hate it. And then like you see Ginger and she's just got like tears in her eyes. She's like, we've got to get out. She's like, oh, Oh, Ginger. Surely the Tweedies would have just killed her after so many escape attempts. If I was Mr. Tweedy and I was so annoyed and I felt comfortable with axing off a chicken's head. Yeah. I'd probably get Ginger and be like, you're next. Literally. Yeah, it, it is just so dark. And I, I really don't like that Mrs. Tweedy is so like abusive as well. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this. I just feel so sorry for Mr. Tweedy. She just doesn't give him a word in Edgeway. Is that the phrase? You know, in the end scene, when the, what's it called, like the big brick stable that the machine is in. Yes. Just explodes and all of the brick falls and the only thing that's standing is the door and it just falls on mrs tweedy yeah. and mr tweedy just doesn't flinch at all he's just kind of like oh, thank god when she's climbing up the fairy lights that's connected to the plane her look is so terrifying because she's all she's like muddy her hair's all askew her eyebrows are like bushier than ever and it's a really scary image and she kind of you know swings the axe yeah and there's that fake out you think that she's chopped ginger's head off how does ginger have the strength 
to hold on to the string of lights that Mrs. Tweedy actually just cut in half. But, and she, yeah, she's got feathers for arms. She's got, she's a chicken supporting the weight of a full grown adult. What? What is in that chicken feed? That's, like that's... if you're partial to a bit of like arm and leg day. Yeah. You need to be eating some chicken some feed, chicken I feed. think. <laughs> in the sequel, it'll be Mr. Tweedy's protein shape. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully Nick Park will make sure that he has like his own apple pie business. Well, I hope. Um, so should we talk about the sequel? <gasps> yes. So this was announced last year. Ardman said that a sequel is in the works. It's expected to go into production this year. And it's going to follow the ending of the first film where the chickens have kind of settled into their new safe area. In the film, this is what's going to happen. It will start off. On the chicken sanctuary, Rocky, Ginger, all of the other chickens are very happy. Yeah. And then Rocky and Ginger hatch a baby chick. And the chick's a little girl called Molly. Cute. Um, But then Molly kind of like outgrows the, the sanctuary, if that makes sense. Right. Just in time for her to realise that there's like trouble going on in the chicken world on the mainland. <laughs> so all the chickens obviously decide... We've got to help them. Right. Sort of thing. Um, so even if that means putting their own hard-won freedom at risk. Ooh. Ooh. So. God, can they relax for one minute? I know. Shall we go on to trivia? Yes, let's do it. Prepare to be fried. Okay, here we go. Um, feel free to kick us off. All right. <laughs> I'm going to do all the chicken. <laughs> oh, no. So there's that scene where Bunty is basically like, or oh, fierce the facts, docs. The chances of us getting out of here are a million to one. What does Ginger say after she says that? What's her line? Oh, um, I like those chances. <laughs> Something, or at least there's one chance. Yes, I'm going to give you that. Well done, Babs. Keep it up. It's, then there's still a chance. Uh, I love that optimism. She is and so pos- optimistic. Yeah, that positivity. Yeah. It's a vibe. I like that. Okay, here's one for you based on our favourite characters. Aside from the shuttlecock that they're trying to pass on to uh, to Ginger, what two other items do Nick and Fetcher try and get Ginger to buy? I want to say a matchbox. I think that might be what they have the thing, the things, things in. inside. Ooh. Oh no. One, okay, I'll give you a clue. The first thing they, they bring out, they call a tea set, but actually it's... A, it's. Oh, is it a thimble? Yes. Um, yeah. And the other one, he calls it a necklace and pendant. You might find it in the bathroom. Oh, it's a bath plug. Yes! <laughs> Well done, Babs. Keep it up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When Ginger and Rocky are in the oven, what does Rocky say when he falls in some dough? Does he say, dough? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well done, Babs. Keep it up. He gives the Homer Simpsons vibe. It's very funny. Love that. Because Mel Gibson was in an episode of The Simpsons, kind of at a very similar time. And it's funny when they're like jumping through the oven, the flames are happening and the dough is stuck in their feet and they're like, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. That was a terrifying scene. Thank God that carrot got stuck in the gravy nozzle. Uh, Okay, here's one for you. It's another Nick and Fetcher question. What biscuits are Nick and Fetcher sitting eating while they sit in deck chairs watching the chickens attempt to fly? Jammy Dodger. 
Jammy Dodgers won. And a custard cream? Yes! <laughs> well done, Babs. Keep it up. Honestly, amazing choices. Yeah, 100%. Love a custard cream. Do they sell those in the US? Right, maybe in like, as like a UK export and they'll charge like $10 for Oh, they're it. not worth $10, but they're no. very tasty. Okay, so Fowler is in the 644 squadron. Oh, gosh. Okay, because um, as we all know, he was part of the Royal Air Force, um, even though they don't like chickens behind uh, complex aircraft. <laughs> Can you tell me what division he was in? What the name of his division was? Oh, no. Um... Is it the poultry division? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Well done, Babs. Keep it up. Oh, my God. Great. Well done, Clucky. Oh, my God. (laughs) While in solitary confinement, what does Ginger bounce against the wall? Now, I really thought this was a ball. Is it like elastic bands tied up into a ball? Think more like Sunday roast. Or maybe <gasps> even a Brussels sprout. Yes! Yes! <laughs> well done, Babs. Keep it up. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. How did that fall in the cold box? Someone's been hiding their Brussels sprouts off their plate. Like, uh, put it in a cold box. No one's going in here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, Rocky says to Fowler, "You see, flying takes three things: hard work, perseverance, and something else." Hard work. Perseverance and hard work again. Yes! (laughs) Well done, Babs. Keep it up. It's true, it's true, it's true. (laughs) Um, Here's a fun one. What did Babs knit Rocky? Oh, a beak warmer. (laughs) Yeah, correct. (laughs) Well done, Babs. Keep it up. (laughs) Whilst I said that, I held my nose. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. Oh, a beak warmer. Beak warmer. So sweet. So cute. Um, If Mr. Tweedy finds it. <laughs> well, they've all left. What's this dick warmer doing here? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is sequel, Nick Parker. <laughs> Opening scene. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> Right, next question, next question. I feel hot. Um, Okay, so I'm going back to the pie machine here. Okay. Um, There's a scene where Ginger's falling. Mm. Okay, and she's like, Rocky! And um, he's like, I'll be down before you can say. And then he spots something that's about to be released on him. Mixed vegetables. Yes! Yay! Well done, Babs. Keep it up. We stand a tweed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My final question to you. What do Nick and Fetcher hide under while stealing tools from Mr. Tweedy? Oh, gnomes. Yes, gnome statues. Well done, Babs. Keep it up. I love that. That concludes our Chicken Run episode. Clucking hell. That was a good episode. (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we go, we should just give a shout out to our amazing gift card and wrap collection that we have recently launched with Zoe Spry, an amazing designer from Bristol. So we've basically done a collaboration with Zoe and we've created seven amazing gift cards and three amazing gift wraps, um, all based on the films that we've spoken about in previous series. Um, It's worldwide shipping. So if you love gifting like us, then you should definitely go to her website, which is zoe spry.com that's z 
O-E-S-P-R-Y. And then you can get yourself a bundle of gift wrap and gift cards. And make sure to tag us on Instagram at HeyNowHeyNow if you get anything. We'd love to see what you picked up. And also don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show with its discovery. And if you do that, we would love you more than Babs loves Satsuki. I like being a kebab. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You've been a wonderful audience. (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.